And I have one tiny request. Would I have to like take to... a. I have to take a call at ten to one. I know you guys normally run for an hour. Ten, yeah, ten wait, to two, wait, you mean? Ten, ten, oh, sorry, ten to two. Pardon oh, yeah. me. I'm such a Who is sorry. Can we all be on the call? It's Spin FM. Um, they're talking to me about this article that uh, I made a few angry tweets the other day about this journalist called Brendan O'Connor who wrote yes. this article about these teenage I saw girls. Your angry, yeah, oh I saw my god. Your and Would you I, like a glass of water before I? Uh, I'm going to nurse this black coffee. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I will, please. Um, and. Uh, well, yeah, can we can we can we talk about that now? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it, whatever. Yeah, I'm down. So what was your, what did the journalist write? So Brendan O'Connor wrote this piece for the Indo, like in print, entitled Me and the Junior Prostitutes Brigade, and about walking through Dublin City while the Rihanna fans were all going to the concert, and describing their bodies in details that are really kind of creepy, frankly. Right. Uh, their weight, their size, exactly what they were wearing, and basically condemning this sort of thing and that Rihanna's a terrible role model and all this but most of the article was spent describing teenage girls bodies and yeah. in a way that was a very very creepy and I'm just wondering how it how it got how it got published and who thought like, that was okay who that went through a sub editor and an editor like yeah. there's a chain of people that I went that headline went through and uh yeah, I mean, like it's designed to outrage people. Like it's literally designed to outrage people. It was in the, it was in the mm. print. It wasn't in the click. It was it was like in in the print publication. But uh, he's just a terrifying creep. And they asked me to chat about him. All I'm gonna say is he's. Excuse my ignorance, but Brendan O'Connor, he's the same guy who does the Saturday night chat show. Is that the same guy? Yeah, he's just like all sorts of. He does right. all sorts yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. He's just a, co- a commentator, basically. And he was the one guys. during the whole Panty Bliss um, yeah. stuff. That was his show. That, that all the stuff happened on yeah that kicked off that awful thing yeah. oh yes but it is weird and I was thinking like um, last night I was walking back through Dublin and there were three very drunk girls uh, by the central bank wearing next to nothing mm. and like falling around the place yeah. and I was thinking like oh my god what is going on there but like at the same time you kind of go well they're probably 18, 19 20 and this is what this is what they do they do yeah. and like this is the thing I just hope they're being safe yeah. I hope they can I hope nobody is being awful to them right know? and that's the thing it's like Brendan O'Connor is the risk that is posing a risk to these girls by treating their bodies this way like he's the guy they should be worried about but who yeah. and who was the article for though like their parents yes, or presumably it was kind of giving out to the parents as well being like how good mothers that their daughters dressed this but, way it's like surprise it's the beginning of time teenage girls have dressed in a way that's but also I don't yeah. but also mothers um I, I don't think that they're dressing that way in front of their... I don't think they're getting dressed up at home and leaving the house looking like that, if you no. know what I mean. Well, no, that's no, no, no. The, yeah, but, but classic. At the, same, at the same time, I was walking up... I live in Rings End, and I was walking up Bath Avenue that day, and um, I saw them. But they're just wearing shorts and t-shirts. Like, yeah. Do you know? It's just shorts. It's, like, it's short, short shorts, shorts yeah. They, but they're just legs. Yeah. They're literally just legs, yeah. you know? It's not like... Sometimes with a little bum cheek. Yeah, a little bit, but like... And also, and I think also people's issue with it, and this is where I I have a little bit of an issue with it, is that um, it people tend to notice it more if the girl doesn't look good in that outfit than if they were all leggy supermodels and had a certain body type. People wouldn't have as big a problem with it. That's why he was commenting on the weight of the girls and the like that some of the and that's inappropriate and that is really like. You can't really like. There are people who wear a lot of stuff all the time. Where you're like, that 
it's not a great choice for you. <laughs> it's like, ooh, just because <laughs> you have any sisters. You know, like, just because it's in ooh. fashion at the moment doesn't mean that you need to, you know, like high-waisted jeans, I like them mm. nor, when I can wear them, not ooh. at the moment. But generally, because I have longer legs, but I, there are Same girls who, yeah. like, don't, it just doesn't, you know, Apple. you're kind of, yeah, yeah you kind of look one. at them, you're like, oh. But, but they also, can wear other things that are, you know, there's, yeah. there's a whole spectrum. It's their right to wear them. Go cat and tiger. If they, if they <laughs> think they look good, mm. walk your bliss. <laughs> but it is, it is that thing of teenage girls. And I remember, but I remember doing it when I was like 10, 11, 12 of copying yeah, pop stars. Absolutely. And absolutely would have not told my mom what I was wearing when I was going out. And I used to keep clothes in my mate's steps house, do you know? Because Steph like, had a cooler mom. Because Steph had an older sister and who would, who would get around the because Steph had a chain of like uh-huh. distractions for us getting in and out of the house I was the eldest so I was under mega surveillance whereas Andrea who was seven years older than us yeah. gave us the hook up every time and kept us booze and all do you know what I yeah. mean if you teenage girls will find systems within which to rebel yeah. and they're generally fine Yeah. do you know generally I mean awful things happen every day that's but it the girls don't do them to themselves you know and that's the thing is just kind of just being like look you're by couching uh, like creepiness in a like an impression of piety. Mm. It's like you're not getting away with it. Right? Yeah, that's and that's a real and that's an interesting point as well. And I think you know the other thing is you have to trust parents or other adults to say like, all right, if you're going to dress like that, but here's the consequences and here's what this means, and also yeah. hope that other people, you know, that might not be the case, yeah. but you have to sort of trust and hope that other adults are being. And the, the, the thing is, Rihanna actually isn't always a great role model, but not in those ways. Like, Rihanna's not a great role model because she remained in a physically abusive relationship with another celebrity for a very long time. And isn't she and romanticized it, probably. They're on and off, do you know? Yeah. So that's why she's a difficult role model. Yeah. It's not because she wears clothes. She's a millionaire. She travels all over the world. She smokes weed every day. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She's having, she's living her best life. Yeah. She's a great role model. Yeah. Her boyfriend's a dirtbag. Her boyfriend's a jerk. And that's why she's a complicated role model, not because of how she dresses. So that's the nuanced conversation. If you actually cared about these teenage girls, O'Connor, you would be like, whoa, he's... Does does he have children himself? That's a really good question. I should probably Google that before I go on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is he a father himself? Because that would make it... He's of of that kind of... He's much... He's my dad's age. I can look it up. Mark, yeah, how yeah. do you feel about Ask how teenage thing. girls dress? Uh, thanks. Finally. <laughs> throwing me under yeah. that bus. No, no, just, I just know that you wanted to. Well, myself and Brendan were talking about it over pints the other night. and um, Full decompression. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a funny thing that, like, yeah. Do you know the thing, like... Yeah, you're kind of like, it's fine that you want to rebel and, and dress differently and dress how you want. But at the same time, yeah, you, I am always like, this is bad choices, like, in terms of how, like, like the thing a while back was a huge amount of fake tan and, um, like, ill-fitting tracksuits and stuff and, and oak boots. I was like, this and... I guess I guess I'm just old. This just looks terrible. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And even when people are dressed, these girls are dressed provocatively. Often they look terrible, and I think that's more of the issue. Like, but again, you can't say like it's not my place 
to say. But when, 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 I was a ridiculous little goth and I looked terrible. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we all, you're meant to look terrible as a teenager. That's part of your right as your right of passage yeah. in becoming an adult is you're supposed to look terrible for a while <laughs> because you're learning out. You're learning how to be a person. Yeah. And mm. presumably, some of your looking terrible is there to protect you. Yes. You don't look like an adult. You look like an idiot child who doesn't understand how what found how foundation works. Yeah. You know, like there's. That's something you have to, but because of Instagram and the access to people have to education around makeup and fashion and how you present yourself, like it was very, it's very different than in my day, which isn't even that long ago. Know, like yeah. that's how quick things have moved. Is that we were buying like one copy of Enemy Between Us and kind of carrying over it and trying to figure out if Gwen Stefani was still around because we didn't know whether she was or not, and all of our style was like imitating so specifically these ridiculous idols that yeah. it wasn't we weren't really interested in being a, well of course we were interested in being attractive but I think the primary thing that we wanted was to be was cool yeah and mm. uh, I I guess obviously sex is a much more preoccupation for teenage girls now because of how quickly culture has escalated and how much they have access to it yeah and of course you know you worry about them but I don't worry about what teenage girls do to themselves I, I worry what teenage boys do to them yeah and I think that's the more important conversation is how teenage boys are taught to treat teenage girls yeah because we've been talking to teenage girls about how to look after themselves and how to keep themselves safe for generations didn't work hasn't worked yeah hasn't worked all the time no no (laughs) not great not at all so no but but probably should talk to the lads and the dudes now do you know what I mean it's like having the conversation about Brendan O'Connor targeting he's not fucking listening he doesn't turns out he has two daughters by the way oh that is gross yeah Mary and Anna. What age is Okay. <laughs> I don't read their names, but... Uh, well, anybody yeah. can Google it. That'll be fine. Um, but the name of our guest today... But, uh, the, Are we recording? Uh, yeah, we've oh been recording. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're yeah. recording the whole time. Amazing. <laughs> it's our scoop first. Scoop? Yeah. Scoop it. Scoop it up. That's good. Um, Sarah Griffin. Hello. Welcome Hi. to the show. You You're uh, a writer? Yeah. Yes, of articles. Um, of a book. And of a book. And of a novel coming out later this year. Yeah. So she's a published writer. Yeah. She's, the name uh, of, she's an actual writer. the name of your novel? Uh, so my novel is called Spare and Found Parts. And it's like Sorry, a what Spare and Found Parts. Spare and Found Parts. It's, about, it's like a retelling of Frankenstein. Um, about a girl who builds a companion out of scraps of prosthetics and other things that she finds in the dystopic Dublin that she lives in sort of post-apocalyptic Dublin and uh, yeah she creates a partner out of scrap and a really really old computer which is uh, I guess kind of an iPhone <laughs> which is <laughs> so it's right. like it's like Wally meets Children of Men meets Frankenstein cool so yeah it's out in October in America and uh, we're still waiting on a UK publication date but it's it's done. Exciting. Yeah, it's it's in cool. there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's waiting to be born. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> <laughs> real. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It's like you're saying it's Wally meets Children of Men meets Frankenstein, yeah. which in itself is a Frankenstein of... Of all those of all other those bits parts. put together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird and it was with me for a long time and it's strange to have said goodbye to it. I wrote the last... I made the last edits on it in January and I've been living in that book for four years and like I nannied for a long time and I was working all sorts of things when I was living in San Francisco but that book was where I went home to over and over again and now it's 
Not mine anymore. No. So you wrote it in San, 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 San Francisco? Yeah, I did. I wrote some of it here, and then I immigrated to San Francisco, and I wrote my first book there, Not Lost, which is like a sort of live-action memoir that was written while the year was happening. That I okay. was, uh, it was. It's about the first year there, and it was written while the first year was happening. So it's... And did you sort right. of post it? Like, did you post it while you were writing it, or was uh, it sort of you were writing it in book form? Or you did like, did you put any of the book out there while you were yeah, living in San yeah. Francisco? A lot of it was in Generation Emigration in the Irish Times. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it started. And then I would write things down on my phone that I saw that I I was that I had like difficulty computing and the uh, basically keeping a record of my alienation and being there and my attempts to adjust and fit in and. Uh, I post snippets of them on Facebook and on Twitter, but by and large, I sort of grew them into essays. Mm-hmm. And um, that's then the New Island published it in 2013, which feels like a very long time ago. Um, that is a very long but, time ago. Uh, yeah. I was only like, God, I, it was it was a mad and wonderful project to take to to get involved in and to do, and it was a wonderful thing, given that I, like I was 24. But the book then landed on the desk of an agent who said to me, "Okay, novels," and that's what I'd always wanted to do. Mm. So um, that's great. I was working uh, in a startup as a person who copy and pasted restaurant reviews into a. I uh, worked there for three months and I used to copy and paste restaurant reviews of restaurants in Washington, D.C. into a little box and then resize photographs of food. I would do up to 500 photographs of food a day. Oh my God. And then about 30 <laughs> of those were the pasting things. I was hired as a writer. <laughs> Guess who quit in tears? <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, I wrote the Frank. My, the Frankenstein book was half finished and I sat down and I hammered it out at night while I was working at that job and um, it sold in the November of that year to Greenwillow wow. Press and they gave me a second one which I'm writing at the moment as well cool. so. when you were copying and pasting lots of pictures of food did mm. that make you want to eat food more or less more oh my god okay. yeah. all of the things I'd never seen food that kind before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was like artisanal pop tarts from Washington DC and like uh, if you ever need restaurant recommendations in Washington DC you're, you're the girl I've mm. never been there so I wow. yeah talk about finding yourself in a weird gig <laughs> is that the weirdest job you've ever had no no not by a lot <laughs> no. no that was fine that was pretty normal the people were we liked the people were fine but it was a very it was a startup that had a lot of money in it and um, I was a contractor so I was getting paid less to work there than I had been to Nanny um, but I still wanted to be in a person who went into an office every day and have a real job learned very quickly that that wasn't for me yeah. but I was uh, the people there were very uh, the wealth that had hit San Francisco at that time had just very severely and steeply impacted the culture so there was a lot of like massage mornings and like this artisanal local granola company is coming in to give us all free granola and I'm just like I don't really okay and Friday nights in the bar they would be like okay the bar tab is $1,700 there's 13 of you go to town and by midnight because all the bars close early people are buying like $80 bottles of beer just to get rid of the money <laughs> so I was losing my mind and um, that was strange in that way it was a strange job in that way but I've been a rabbit sitter I've um, done all sorts of weird little jobs in, in the states so <laughs> rabbit sitter's cool though yeah yeah mm. they were, and I they hope were that's great. still on your CV I know yeah it's like bunny sitter yeah yeah um, I can handle a bunny yeah. <laughs> but that's what I because I when I was living in New York I was um a nanny and I kept thinking I, oh, I should get a real job while I'm doing this acting gig stuff as well yeah. but nothing pays better than looking real after someone talk. else's kids real, how long were you nannying for? like three or four years yeah that's a good stint did it's you have one family or one couple? family mostly and mm. then a few times like extra bits and pieces but you get paid in cash 
No taxes. What? Like $22 an hour. Honey, are you yeah. confessing to tax <laughs> evasion yeah. here? You no, know, I pay tax in the States. Mm. And I pay tax here, actually. I pay tax in both Double places. Doubler. Oh, yeah, the forms every yeah. year are gas. If you ever live... It's a pain in the If tits. you ever go across the two countries, it's oh like, God. oh, look at all of this extra tax I have to do it. I know. And you no? have to do it twice. Oh, don't get, me, don't get me started. Speaking of uh, going across two countries and problems with taxes, Brexit, guys. Oh. Who wants to talk about it? Yes! <laughs> I think everyone's waiting was, for us to thought, weigh in. Yeah. Everyone, basically, everyone has been waiting for Trivial Cahoots. Listen, I got tell. it. <laughs> C in Leaving Cert Economics eight, 20 years ago. So, Mark um, Canton, so tell us your Actually, fix. it was my um, 20 year uh, school reunion oh on God. Friday. Oh. Unfortunately, I you did not make date it. You should yourself like oh. that. Now everybody knows. I think it's always kind That's of. That's pretty badass, though. Like, the 20 years, like a. Like a dagger in the side. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm still alive. Get out. Still you know? alive. <laughs> well, barely. I was so exhausted <laughs> that from working on the thing with Owen Quinn, I guess, the yeah, the plays. Um, that and and I was filming last weekend in Carlo as well. So I, yeah, I got to the, the schedule was to be in the school at half six, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to make that. And then so I went to the pub where they're supposed to be there at half eight, and I got there at nine. And I walked into the pub, and I just was kind of looking at everybody, but not too carefully, like, like kind of looking at everybody and like, am I supposed to know these people? Because <laughs> I don't know if basically none of them had arrived, but I was just looking at strangers. <laughs> Trying to like, put faces <laughs> to them. Oh. Is that someone I'm supposed to know from oh. school? And were you doing the creepy thing of like smiling at everyone looking at them like a little too long? There like, was one or two I where I was like or... that could be someone, but I don't know if I want to launch into a conversation with somebody that I Ooh. don't even know. I just like, hey, how yeah. you doing? You just walk into the bar being like, you don't want to say Hey, hey, were we in school together? Or are you oh, here for man. the reunion? Because then it'll be like, oh, I don't remember you at all from school. So I just stood outside for like 20 minutes and then I texted the people that I do still know. Okay. And they were like, no, we're still in the school. And I just gave up and went home. So I didn't, I didn't chat to anybody. Didn't, didn't reunion. But do most of these people live in Dublin still? I don't know. I didn't talk to them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because- well, those that live in Dublin, I guess, were there. I saw some photos on Facebook and was like, yeah, those are the kind of people that I would yeah, vaguely recognize I their faces. Recognize that I pretty person. much know the names of those people. But I but think some, it's yeah. weird when you don't remember the names, because like, I haven't, my 15-year reunion was a few years ago, and I went to a boarding school in the state. Oh, wow. So people aren't, you wouldn't bump into them. I wouldn't bump into them normally. Yeah, don't date today. And even if I was still living in the States, I probably wouldn't bump into them normally. Yeah. But there are a few people I was looking at from the pictures where I was like... What the fuck is that girl's name? And like, we went to a small school where you would knew knew every like, you knew everybody in every grade. Like you knew all That's sort totally, of like yeah. yeah. So it was weird. Like, Hogwarts I, vibe. I feel yeah. total Hogwarts vibe. <laughs> and so I totally and they're only girls. And oh. I, I I feel really weird sometimes when you look at pictures. And it uh, eventually will come back to you. But it's that thing of like, yeah, and they were in my class. Shit, drawing a real yeah. blank. I had that a couple of uh, recently. It's last names that are leaving me. I'm mm. just like, I know you were one of the Kiras, one of the Fiona's, <laughs> one of the Siobhan's well, names. We all have the same name. Something. We all have the same name. Everyone had the same first name. So we all kind of gave people last names. And that's fine. But then when the last names go, we're like. You were like Fiona Nine. You were like, yeah, Fiona N. Fiona MC. You know, my my tenure is coming up in October, and um, I don't know if I'm gonna go, but uh, it'll be 
interesting. Like, I'm rooting for these girls. Like, our school was a convent. It was terrible. We were all, we were a very cranky year of Mm. of non-rebels. It was, um, I feel like there was this constant (laughs) atmosphere of, oh my God, fuck this, for the whole, that's my main memory of of being in that convent. Oh yeah, all the way up is just this, this low simmering non-rebellion where everyone is, the feeling that always someone is about to get up and tear a Mary statue off the wall and throw it out the window. No one Mm. ever quite does it. Like it was um, sort of the last bastion of nuns running a school. I don't know if schools still exist like that anymore, but it was in Ireland. I don't know if if that generation of nuns are all gone now or what the crack is, but... um, Are there any new nuns though? Like, do we know of anybody who is becoming oh, I'm a sure nun. there must be new nuns. I don't know if I but know are they of Irish any, people? Know any yeah. nuns. Like our Irish I was on Valencia yeah. Island climbing a mountain, climbing my geocon with my pal, my pal Christina last summer with our little picnic and our olives and our, our coffee going up this, this mountain. And we stopped on this cliff and it was gorgeous. And we looked around the corner and there were these nuns walking up the mountain towards us. And I was, my heart started going. And I was just like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're do I have to find talk us? to them? Do I have yeah. to talk to these nuns? And two of them were in their 20s, man. And I was like, kind of about to go over and be like, girls, will I show you Snapchat? Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to come? Pl- do you want to come hang just, out? Do you want to sure come hang out? Do you want to come eat some olives? Do you want to come yeah. eat some olives and coffee? i sure I have an agon in my bag. Come on. And, uh, <laughs> well, do you reckon, oh. though, those are the girls who never found naggins or do they find naggins and have but they read an article by Brendan O'Connor and then they're like that's it I'm giving uh, it all up yeah, <laughs> I don't have to go to the church who like, knows did they hit Jesus. it hard in their early 20s <laughs> and now they've, they've returned to Jesus I'm sure there's lots of reasons that folks do it and fair dues to them I, mm. I I mean go get them Tiger like live that life but I it bums me out you know it's like yeah there, there are so many other things you could do and I guess the nuns that I would have been taught by are not the same and my mom and all my aunties went to that school as well the same nuns all the way down the line and um, I think that generation of people are very very different to Jesus whatever nuns are in their 20s now yeah. or in their 30s yeah, yeah. and like you can't pro- I, I can't pose the same standards on those women as I did on the terrifying nuns who yelled at me when I was in school mm. so uh, yeah it's a nuanced one it's weird it is it a just, little bit it's not nice the only person know? I know who's become a nun uh, was my friend's nanny growing ah. up and she was a comed- stand-up comedian and she was my friend's nanny and this is when we were living out in LA and she then got married and then divorced and now she's become a nun Real. later in her life and I'm like well that's I hope she sounded loads of peace but that's the thing it's yeah. like at that point you're kind of like that's great yeah. like that's you have done the things the full gun yeah, mm. yeah. That's but I suppose man. yeah there's still it. like real silence I don't know, you know? She what does being a nun stand for to oh yeah a Mary or a Catherine uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. Mary Frances oh yep yeah mm-hmm. that sacrifice is so immense isn't it it's like holding your identity over to this sort of amorphous selection of like it's, it's like you could be Annie Mary Francis yeah do you know it's like I'm not mm. like I'm not an individual anymore an individual yeah exactly I'm just a bride of Christ what would your nun name be <laughs> what would uh, your nun name be Concepta <laughs> or yeah. Imelda one of, one of the crazy ones the like real yeah. good ones Quin- oh, I heard of a good one the other day Quintana or something oh like Quintana's that. dead yeah. yeah that should be like how do you get your porn name like they should come up with a way <laughs> Yeah. Of getting your nun yeah. name. What would your nun name be? If it does have the closest, it's the closest church, 
the closest church yeah. to you growing up and <laughs> Benedictine uh, and they have to have a Mary yeah. in there like you can just yeah. position the like, you, you can put a Mary wherever Mary. you want yeah. as long as you've got a Mary Mary comes where you came in the family <laughs> that's so. yeah yeah so I'm so I'm Mary Benedictine then or Benedicta right. or us or whatever yeah huh uh because nuns can take male names as well, can't they? Can't they be like... Bride of Christ need no gender. No, you need... Construct. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But is it? Because Christianity hates yeah, homosexuality. Oh my God, so... Yeah. Didn't the Pope change his mind about that relatively recently and make some sort of... Yeah. He did, on, an air, on his airplane. So he was above, oh internet, above the earth in international waters and he was like, I think we should say sorry to the homosexuals. You just can't, you couldn't make it up, could you? No. Like, you absolutely couldn't. Every, every so often something like that happens and I'm just like... Science fiction can't touch that. No, no. Because it's too hilarious. That's ho- that's Hunger Games grade batshit wealth <laughs> and power. Just lunatic holy bro in the sky being like, I think I'll forgive the gays. Look, let's just... You know? Will we just say... Uh, <laughs> let's just say we should say sorry. Let's just... Let's it, let that bomb drop. Just drop it. Yeah, right there. Happens. Well, oh. I think, yeah, he was being uh, asked questions by a reporter. So it wasn't... I don't think it was just tweeting it out. No, but, and also uh, he... But, it wasn't a planned speech. Because also, I think he gets in trouble. I do think Pope Francis gets in big trouble when he's allowed to just speak off the cuff. I think people don't like it's too sound, too liberal. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it's strange. Yeah, you don't. You don't really know where that because it keeps kind of going backwards and forwards. Where he's standing on this and that and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's like, "All right, actually, it's all bad. What I said. We got to go back yeah. to purgatory exists again, know. guys." So you Come wonder on. who's like giving him the little prods of like, I want to meet that comedy priest. I want to know who that team is. Do you know? It's like the um, the agency behind the event, Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, who are the people who make all that shit happen? Yeah, and who's who's pulling the strings on the money bags? Yo, That's who's the I intern? Who's doing their photocopying? That's what I want to know. You know? <laughs> who kind of goes in and the like secrets you would learn in Vatican City? Oh, oh come here! I tell you, you've got a non-disclosure form the size of your arm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah, all yeah. the way down. Sign away your life. Oh, yeah, the secret of Fatima when, for real, one real talk there's so many statues of Mary all over Dublin I do this thing on Instagram which I would encourage everybody to take part in I'm obsessed with it and it's your name on hobby. Instagram is oh Sarah Griffsky S-A-R-A-H-G-R-I-F-F-S-K-I I'm not a skier okay. but it's like it's like a diminutive Griffsky and Griffsky right? it makes you sound a bit uh, Russian yeah a little so that's okay so, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things that I decided in 2009 on, on Twitter and I can't take back now oh, yeah. Um, it's like yeah. there is a big span of time to not be able to change your handle um, but I do Mary Quest so it's hashtag Mary Quest all one word if you see a Mary snap the Mary and put her in the hashtag uh. because Mary is all over Dublin there are yeah. grottos there are paintings Mary is omniscient in this city. She is always There's watching you. There's an amazing you. one here in Rathmines. Is there? A hidden one. Mm-hmm. Those are the best ones. I mean, it's part. It's hidden. on the big church with the dome, but it's around the back and it's tucked into a wall. Oh my god, I'm gone. I'm gone on the way back. And it's sort of a creepy. It's a Marian <laughs> child, and it's a creepy. It's like behind glass, but it's built into oh, the church. I love those ones. So it's a really good. The ones with the glass are the creepiest. Mm-hmm. You know, when the bus depot down on Ringsend Road, above where all the buses are, on the wall outside the building, just like the way you'd hang a light switch in a wall. Is this Mary? This glowing yeah. dark Mary. So the buses come in and out and she glows in the dark. Yeah, yeah, she's got like lights around her halo. No, like she's just chilling in the bus depot. Bus depot Mary. Well, she, someone's got to protect the bus depot. Yeah, I know. At least she's keeping an eye on them. On Valencia Island, there's one in the quarry. Um, huge slate quarry, amazing, and it's way, way up in this cliff, and you can barely see it, except that around it, it has a light up sign that says, "I am the Immaculate Conception." 
which I think is just like I want I want like a belt that says that. Yeah, you know? that, that also lights up. Like it's about like oh my god. So she's everywhere. Well, so there's my, my ta- there's my tattoo idea. I am the immaculate conception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even Catholic. Well, we didn't we didn't <laughs> get it. Um, put out. Um, from last week we were having a discussion of what you want your new nickname to be mm-hmm. do you want to tell us there uh, to do with the Queen's Corgis the Queen's or, yeah the foundation bitch <laughs> that's <laughs> what yeah. that's foundation what the, bitch. the <laughs> yeah, queen who, the queen Elizabeth II who breeds corgis she decided one particular dog was going to be her foundation bitch her foundation bitch, bitch. Susan <laughs> You'd think if you're going to be the Susan foundation, the foundation bitch, bitch, you'd have a better name than Susan. But then I was like, "That's amazing." I'm just sorry that, like, I wonder. I can't wait for Beyonce's new single when she finds out about the foundation. Oh, bitch. she's coming! She's coming! Like, that's amazing because she's the ultimate foundation she's bitch. Fucking. Well, that's what. I, yeah, but formation is her world tour. Formation. I'm not seeing next week. Oh, I'm so jealous. I've missed There's Beyonce in every country I've There's been in. There's still tickets. Was over. Remember? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you know anyone who lives in that neck of the woods, everyone in Drumcondra will be able to hear it as well. I'm missing a Beyonce and Rose party. <laughs> you know, that's going on. I'm going to show up after. Could, yeah, true. You uh, could just stand outside. Yeah, just could just because it's going to be real loud. I'm taking my little sister. She just graduated college, and um, that's a great. In present. order oh to, my God, I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, I'm real proud of her. She's a badass little kid, and she's been working the night shift in Dublin airports, long distance car park, long term car park, all through college, four a.m. till middays. Oh. So she's a badass kid, and um, wow. I, was, I figured, you know, Ouch. let's let's go and throw down to Beyonce, and uh, I'm real glad that Lemonade was good. You know, there was yeah. this risk. This oh, is it going to be good? It's like oh no, it's literally perfect. But her show's going to be amazing no matter what. I saw her on the run in San Francisco in the Giant Stadium mm-hmm. in AT and T Park. Uh, is that the same as well in AT and T Park? Huge, huge baseball stadium downtown, and uh, with Jay Z during the scandal where everyone was like, "Are they divorced? What's the crack?" And uh, I genuinely spent more of that show than I should have analysing their interactions and mm-hmm. trying to figure out whether or not they were falling out. It didn't, it didn't I don't think so. But she was stunning and it was the... Um, I think they're in it to win it. Ah, uh, yeah, they're grand. And also, like, they might have an open marriage and that's their business. And we'll it's talk, not and a lot of Hollywood folks do. A lot of people that grade have completely different arrangements that we can't... Like, I don't even know how all that life <laughs> operates. And that's fine. I think yeah. when you've got that much Walk money. Bliss, also, yeah, they yeah. know their... Jay-Z knows he's stronger with Beyonce you want to be Beyonce's husband not Beyonce's ex-husband real talk do you know what I mean yeah and she knows that too Mm. I just um, that's so true yeah yeah. when you said I'm okay with that the Mm. Hollywood lives I just pictured them I was gonna say well they still make tea I'm sure too but then has Beyonce ever touched a kettle (laughs) who knows well probably not because Americans don't have kettles they make tea in the microwave I've seen it I've seen it but I only discovered recently why Americans don't have what? kettles because their um, electrical sockets electrical mm. sockets are at a lower wattage so yeah. a kettle wouldn't actually work faster than heating it up some other way that's real yeah mm. so that's why sure. Americans don't have kettles again that's probably you can buy them yeah like my grandmother always had an electric kettle yeah. we had one and then in Salvation Army we bought one a, like a, on the hob kettle that looked like a cat it was black and had a cat we face. have a hilarious looking kettle at my mom's house oh my god that you know People don't drink tea as much. People just don't drink tea as much. That's the bottom line. Coffee's great, though. You know? Coffee's great. Both can exist. Get coffee. And also, I miss the drip coffee machine. Oh, come here. I really miss it. My husband and I might gift, for our new house, we might gift ourselves. Yeah. Grinder, timer, (gasps) drip coffee. Just do it. Just do it. 3FE down the road there. It's going to be our new parents' present, I think. We're just going to... That's such a good idea. That's the thing to get. We're gonna to need coffee. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna need it on a timer. Yeah, yeah. My husband is so Freshly into that coffee thing that he gets he uses a little barista scale 
and it's his favorite thing in the world because he has like a little Chemex, like a little metal lab, a little Chemex on his hand grinder. And you're sure it's not an actual meth lab? Not always. I really hope it's not. When you're around, it's one thing. Yeah, but I'm not. It's looking pretty blue out there. But I think there's something, there is something about the ritual of it that people love. Mm. Yeah. The coffee ritual. It's like he's got it Mm. down to a certain thing now and I think that arriving at that is really nice and I guess Ireland for the longest time had a sort of an espresso culture. We didn't really have a coffee culture, I think. I was saying that last night. When I was here at Trinity to do my junior year abroad in 2001-2002, there was... We didn't. We never went out for coffee. Like, there weren't places that we went for coffee. Like, you could get coffees. You could get Americanos. But it was not... Like, you'd go to a nice restaurant and get, like, an espresso or a cappuccino after dinner. Yeah, exactly. But, like, they wouldn't go... Like, you'd go out for a cup of tea or you'd go to, like... Beulies or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A couple of biscuits. Yeah, or even, like, around Trinity, like, you'd get cups of tea and... Yeah. You go over to someone's house, you'd be made a cup of tea. Like, uh, you have to, yeah, like every time. It's it like, wasn't, yeah. there wasn't really coffee. Speaking of making a cup of tea, um, folks, it's time for you to make a cup of tea and let's hit... <laughs> nice, nice, Canton. Very <laughs> the good. quiz. Very good. Nice. So we're all answering together, Sarah, just so... Oh, um, this is a game for everybody to reveal how First ignorant I am. <laughs> question is geography. What Liverpool street sign was stolen so often that officials started painting the name on the sides of buildings? Must be something to do with the Beatles. Yeah. Right? Is that Abbey Road? Sure. No, Abbey Road's that's London. That's oh, London. Like, yeah. There you go. It's like, hello, very stupid. Beatles but, yeah. song... Da, 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 it's da, Penny da, Lane. Penny Lane. Yeah. I presume. Hold Rede- on, let's find I redeemed out. myself there. So it is Penny Lane. It is Penny Lane. Oh my yeah. God. Nice. Penny Lane is in my... What album is that on? It's not really on any album. Was but you, Yeah, you can find it on um, Magical Mystery Tour now, oh. the CD. But it was a single. Uh, yeah. But it, when did it come? It feels, Strawberry Fields was it? Because it feels like later. It feels like sort of because it yeah, has some yeah, little yeah. synthy, cool '60s stuff in it. So it? it was after Sgt. Pepper. It's maybe recorded a similar time. to Sgt. Pepper is like '67, '68, maybe. Yeah, it does feel a little bit more like like a little. Yeah, they. Pendain. My main experience of the Beatles growing up was. Um, a VHS recorded off the television of Yellow Submarine. That oh, I got, the like, film. I got, like, obsessed with as a small child until it had to be, like, disappeared out of the house. Did, wow. it, have, did it have all the ads yeah. as well? Yeah, it was Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I remember <laughs> lots of Budweiser ads and things like that. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely... I was completely obsessed with it. And yeah. all the songs from that film, despite how kind of anachronistic they are with the rest of the Beatles' work, they, like, it's like a... It's the Beatles music, one of the Beatles musicals. Uh, and it's very sad. I went back to watch it a couple of years ago and I was just like, this is the worst thing yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not good. I should not have danced this not dance good. again. This is upsetting. It's so psychedelic. Really? Like, it's really... I've never oh, seen no, it. It's a night in. What happened? It's a night in. Yeah, it's a journey. Just, Do you yeah, have to be smacked off your yams to enjoy it? I think if you go in so... I went in so... You know, obviously as a child, as I was like just wide-eyed and enthusiastic... And I went in as a, an adult and watched it completely uh, sober, but I was just... That was your mistake. Yeah. yeah. But I think if I had been in any way intoxicated, I would have been frightened, frankly. Mm. Like, yeah. it's um, it's that very... Uh, it's a very specific aesthetic that's... Um, yeah, ugh. crazy... Um, 
dreams like just like real intense but like yeah. saturated colors and but fever mm. dream kind of fever right? dream but kind yeah. of thing absolutely like death store fever dream i, I once didn't take my um my painkiller medication from the dentist when I made wisdom teeth out because it said it might give me crazy dreams. Oh no. And that was enough to make me go, I'm not gonna take this. Not not and I spent the oh, money. Yeah? yeah, tons of pain. I hate crazy I hate that sort of thing. Dream I was dream, getting married dream. last night. <gasps> to who? I don't know. Interesting. But the main issue was and I think it was related to the uh, wedding improv that we did a couple of weeks ago, yeah. was that I had selected someone as the best man. I don't even know who it was, but some other guy was like just kind of muscling in was like holding the rings was like give me the fucking rings <laughs> the rings are going to the best man like he was a friend of my future my brides okay. um, that's all I can really remember from it having a fight with the that specific sensation man. of rage yeah. I know I used to have wedding dreams where I wouldn't know who I was marrying but I'd be either really upset or really excited about yeah something minor because <laughs> that's what the day is really all about <laughs> Uh, this is entertainment. What final irresistible food item causes Mr. Creosote to explode in Monty Python's The Meaning of Life? I know I've that. never seen The I Meaning of seen Life. It. I have you seen, have it. seen I it. I have read all of the Monty Python books and I do not know the answer to this. You I do. The Meaning of Life is like a set of montages and yeah. weird songs. Do remember Mr. Creosote? Is he the really, yeah, really big waiter? Yeah, he's the giant man. Or he's in the restaurant and he's... It's really he's gr- eating all the food. Oh, it's probably the funniest scene of the thing. Oh, he's like, doing? and it cuts to him like he's eating the whole pint, like, like he's mint eating. Or something at the oh end. yes, it is. Wafer thin, wafer thin mint. Well done. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Plays him. Terry Jones. Oh my God, That was the one bit. More weird shit I was allowed to watch in the show. Yeah, that's a surreal scene where that's the one scene that's worth watching. Is like he's vomiting everywhere. It's so <laughs> it's vile. Hilarious and Holy disgusting. God. I was, yeah, I cried all their laughing at that part. I had all of their script books. Oh, yeah. Growing up, yeah, I was obsessed with them. Like, I don't I don't write comedy. I'm not funny. It's not my, it's not my, I, I admire funny people. And I yeah, but you humor, enjoy but I don't, I don't do it. And I was not obsessed. Not yet. Ooh, no, you have a lot. Yeah, I could be a nun. Who knows? You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> but I, I really just thought... It was just, it was the strangeness of it. The idea mm. that all of their images came out of fucking nowhere. Like it was just ongoing surprise. The whole thing. Like you you never yeah. knew. I mean now, I guess as an adult, like for the first time when you're like a kid or a teenager and you're like, Monty Python's flying circus, what the fuck is this? And you have no like experience of surrealism or other things like that. Um now it feels different, obviously, but I remember very distinctly watching the sketches and the movies and reading the books and just being astonished by them. Yeah, and that feeling of like genuine surprise wow. every time something fucking happened that was at like yeah. left field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it so oh, much. It was real. They used to they, when they first met up with the the guys, the original guys from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. They were just kind of surprised at how the other one worked. Like Saturday Night Live guys were all like, "Yeah, so we get to stay up all night, and we do drugs, and then we write stuff down." And they were like, well, no, we meet at nine o'clock every yeah, day in yeah. an office and have we work tea. from nine till five. We have chats. So yeah, they have the chats, yeah. yeah. They seem like such nice We show guys. up in a suit. Yeah, just to work. And you know, Terry Gilliam is absolutely incredible still. Like yeah. all, of, all of his films are just like, 
oh my god Brazil do you know what I mean like his work is just there were they were a pack of very different kinds of geniuses who all met in college and they kind of didn't they, didn't they? Yeah. no no Most quite no no I think well, some of them were Cambridge and some of them were were Oxford, Oxford. Um, but they kind of met in the comedy world oh, right yeah. in the UK for different comedy shows yeah. like Round the Horn and different radio shows and um, radio yeah. It all starts in the radio. It all starts in the radio. At last, the 1947 show or something. I can't remember that. Uh, yeah, and the Frost Report and shows like that. Amazing. Mm. Some of those shows I've never heard of what you just said. Yeah. Early, early beep stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, which the two Ronnies came from as well. Oh, yeah. And the goodies as well, which a man died while watching. Whoa. A guy, they had this sketch on the goodies, um, which was an ITV show, I think. But um, they had this sketch where there was these Scottish guys and they had Scottish martial arts. Um, That's amazing. So they were wearing tam shanters you know, the Scottish hats. Yeah. And, uh, and just doing all this sped up martial arts and this guy laughed so much that he died. <laughs> wow. That's the dream. Yeah. What a way to go. Yeah. And his wife afterwards was like, he was just so happy. That <laughs> That's incredible. It's nice. Yeah. No, that is an amazing way to go. My mom had someone drop dead after a party she gave, but she, um, as she was saying goodbye to him at the cocktail party, she it was like cocktails and cake after this lecture or whatever at yeah. my mom's house and he said that was the best chocolate cake I've ever had my mom did not make it but and then he went home and like 20 minutes later his wife called and was like you, you need to send an ambulance my husband's just dropped dead my mom was like oh god wow <laughs> mad after one of my parties but yeah. that's what happened good chocolate cake well speaking of death things that have happened in the past extinction this oh. is history what flightless bird became extinct in 1681 after being devoured by Europeans for food? That's the doubt, was it? Uh, yeah. I Although so. I don't think it was eaten for food. I think it was just because it was weird looking, wasn't it? I think it tasted awful. Yeah. Had you, have you ever had a dodo no, bird? No, I have not. But that's but, uh, the, the big joke in Alice and or Through the Looking Glass, isn't it? The dodo and... Did you eat the dodo? And isn't there a whole don't remember. part of that poem that about bad. turtle soup and it's in there? It's the yeah. dodo, dodo, yeah. Um, I think so. I think that was on QI that it tasted awful. They just killed it for sport, like, because they would just wander up to them because they had no it's predators on that island. Yeah. And, and so they would just clock that's them That's what we head. do to friendly things. Yeah. Make yeah, that's what we sense. do when people trust us. Yeah. Yep. Animals trust us. Yeah. And people. Like, I was at the... Uh, National Nat- Natural History Museum in New York uh, last year, and it was amazing, obviously. But they have like a dodo skeleton. Oh yeah. Um, in a little case by itself, and Aww. it's basically like this. <laughs> See what you did? Don't do this shit again. Yeah. And there is the hall of the all the other shit that's about to die out uh, as just acting as this like looming warning that's just like look How at your life. It is. Look at who you are. Stop this. Stop killing Stop creatures. This. I was in Tato Park for somebody's birthday last week because we're all adults. Mr. Tato, um, Tato yeah. is also extinct. Like oh, now, yeah. it's just a reminder from history. But they—they they have a whole zoo out there, Josh. Oh yeah. They're no, like, I can't wait to go to Tato Park. The problem is they're feeding all of the animals on crisps. Like, just like, limping 
around <laughs> malnourished and salty <laughs> sick of crisps oh my god yeah though no, they they have a huge huge zoo and uh, i got to hold a baby owl it was very exciting and baby um, owl. how did you get uh, special dispensation for that so or? what happened was there was they were throwing this after dark party um like not party but like an evening night in the in the park and about 400 people were meant to go but about 150 people did go so not only is it like a beautiful kind of humid summer evening where we get free food and all this and there's no lines for there's no lines for any of the roller coasters or anything there's like there's no the place was deserted so it was effectively a deserted theme park for oh the my event. god how fun Un- is that unbelievable and a part of me was like all bummer because I would love more people to go there and experience it but a part of me was just like oh, I don't want no, 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 park no. I'm gonna my no, own no. Always. So, if you don't have to wait in queues for rides real talk like it's amazing don't do it and the staff were so sound like so genuinely interested in sound and like forthcoming information about the animals and all and uh, I was hanging out looking at owls because uh, the bad guy in my next book is kind of an owl uh, and I've never really seen one very close up in real life so he put this baby owl called Fudge on my arm and wow. we, we made friends and is Fudge going to be now the bad guy in your book is the bad guy's going to have Fudge's face I'll tell you that much because yeah. <laughs> he's like he's cute on the outside but don't look too hard because his sinister buzz yeah well the, the big owl eyes are the, really like they have loads of eyelids they're, they're bizarre they, yeah, they come um, up from below as well they're so ooh, they, oh, they yeah? got, like yeah. a little yeah they're gross but they um, they have these two leopards uh, very specific kind of leopards there that we watched getting fed which was absolutely beautiful because they were so that they were so they weren't quite domesticated or socialised but the keepers were treating them with a lot of integrity and talking in a really interesting way because there's only 70 of those particular leopards left in the wild there was more people wow. watching these leopards get fed than those leopards exist in the wild so what Taylor Park and a few other zoos are doing is trying to uh, breed enough that they can be re-released and that they don't have any relationship with humans that they're like trying to make sure that they can feed them and like care for them without making them trust them too much yeah. so it's mm. really, really interesting stuff in terms of uh, mm. preservation they give them food them but then they slap them in the face it's like yeah. it's like fire a gun in the distance you know <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll learn you to be yeah. afraid but yeah. yeah, so I learned loads of stuff about yeah, extinction cool. when I was out there it was deadly I'm sad but it was, it was good you know combo Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, this right. is uh, arts and literature. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I guess it's this not. This is the state of arts really. and literature according to uh, the current true pursuit. What pop stars, already good, oh. dedicated fans broke a Twitter world record in 2012 for the most social media mentions in a 24 hour period? That's got to be Biebs. That's got to be Justin Bieber, right? Biebs or Gaga? Hey Gaga, yeah, yeah. What am I going to Twenty twelve. So what was in what was in twenty twelve? Um, the end of the world. According <laughs> to the oh apocalypse. yeah. Was it One Direction? Holy shit! Was it One Direction? Was mm, that One Direction? It big says pop star singular. Well. Oh, pop star singular. So yeah. it's either Gaga okay. or Bieber. Gaga, Bieber, or Beyonce. I mean, nah, Bay wasn't as Bay wasn't rolling as hard in twenty twelve as she is yeah. now. That's red. That's new steam. <laughs> Uh, she knocked she she dropped uh, the visual album the same day that Gaga dropped Art Pop and the PR team behind Art Pop had dropped millions and millions on the production of it and uh, on the sort of PR around it and Beyonce was just like surprise bam there's my album that's mm. all you get now mm. watch this and she just soared so yeah Gaga maybe Gaga it might be from the time that it was that's four years ago so okay, turn, no, I'm gonna look okay Timberlake had a big he album out around then did I love JT. Are we wrong? So Are we close? Uh, it's been said. Oh. Biebs. Must be Biebs, yeah. Yeah, it's Biebs. Ah, oh, God. Uh, he turned 18 on the 
1st of March 2012 and his fans racked up more than 290,000 tweets throughout the day in his honour. Oh, that's In his honour. In his honour. The so 13 and 14 year old girls. I feel like he's like the Joffrey of pop music. He is. Just this That's sort a really of good. dangerous, mercurial <laughs> joke. Yeah, he might murder you know? somebody. Like, he can music, do whatever yeah. he wants. Um, because he's so, uh, like, he's a boy in the bubble. Yeah. People are like, can you believe this shitty thing that Justin Bieber said about female rights? And it's like, I don't think he's ever met a woman who wasn't brought to him on a plate, so I don't really know what you're talking about. Or he doesn't think he would love him for... You know, he doesn't... He's not... Doesn't belong in this... He's not of this earth. No, no, he is not. He is no longer (laughs) of mortal people. Spooky uh, little... Like, I I, I don't know. He's he's still going. He's still Still going. going. Still going. He's got some cool producers with him Bieber these days. Songs? Go on, Canton. You've got it's a favorite. Probably the woo. It's <laughs> <laughs> that one. Do you know that one? No. That he did with Skrillex. Have to pay, play it at the end Skrillex. Of the show. Oh man. He did it with Skrillex and some other guy. He got some top producers on, and it's it's actually all right. Although I don't own it myself. Not yet. You don't. But it has it's kind of sampled his voice, and he goes. Woo! I can't remember the tune at all, but uh, okay, I think we're going to be almost right. at the end of the. I had never heard any of the songs at all I until I lived it. in the states because the pop music that they play in the states and the sort of the ambient background music of day to day life in America is completely different to the ambient totally. background music here. Like here, they just play the same eight songs over and over again. I was driving. We don't own a car, but we are borrowing a car from my husband's sister, and I had like spin. One one oh four. Like or she's got them programmed into the thing, so I was just sort yeah, of going back yeah. and forth and. Oftentimes, the same song would be on multiple channels. Yeah, it's so. Weird, I, but it? a song I didn't know either. Like it's not songs, not contemporary songs. Not no, like, like they are, but I just don't know them. Like and there were like pop stars who I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Oh, is this the one? No. I'm just gonna keep my phone. I'm gonna keep my yes. eye on the time. They're calling me. Who's calling you? Uh, Gordon and Jenny. Oh. Uh, who I'm sure will be will be really nice. I'm just I'm hoping I won't oh, have to cool, argue yeah. any randos on the air. <laughs> it's sort of like music from right. Zelda or something. It's like yeah. Garth Temple grade yeah. music, you know. Um, yeah, no, he has another. He has a, he has a song called "Sorry," which is really mm-hmm. mean, and I kind of like it because it's a bit like my man thinks. You're I didn't. Like, I didn't know like. that was. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, yeah, because it's and not terrible. And I was kind of like, oh my god, this is uh, harsh. And I was like, oh, Justin Bieber. You know who's amazing? Who people don't talk about enough? And I'm like, my husband is really, really into her music in a way that I, I thought he was like ironying me, <laughs> which he is prone to doing. That he kind of operates in this very strange irony realm yeah. where he's like almost always taking the piss. Yeah. Um, Carrie Ray Jepsen. Oh, she's unbelievable cool. I just got oh she's great she's the best I lived in lived in uh, San Francisco during the year of Call Me Maybe and didn't hate it every time it came on no. I was like I liked it because <laughs> um, that was the year another Olympics year and I'm a big Olympics fan ah, so this is another Olympics what's your year sport? Um, well, I love watching sw- swimming. Is always what comes to oh, mind first, but yeah. I also love gymnastics and I also love track and field. There's very few summer Olympic sports that I don't enjoy watching. Yeah. I will watch pretty much whatever gymnastics rowing, but gymnastics is amazing. Yeah. But all the swimming, I just mm. love. And the U.S. swim team did a little viral video where they all sing along to <sighs> "Call Me Maybe," mm-hmm. and I was that 
so I'm cool with them. That's where I really, 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 really like you is the one that she did in the videos, Tom Hanks and uh, uh, it's yes, your life. Yes, yes. It's just like, oh, this is lowly. This is just really pleasant. Yeah, she's, yeah. she seems like, yeah, she just wants to make the world happier. Carrie thinks she's cool. <gasps> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Shh, quick, quick. Are you ready? I'm so sorry, this is such a strange no, interlude. Is, yeah. Hello? Hey, I just, I might use this time to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You want to tell a story about yourself? Okay. Do you like my peonies? Aren't they amazing? This is like their last day of perfect <laughs> in bloom. When I bought them, they were like this. It's my last day of perfect meaning as well. <laughs> this is the height of my blooming perfection. <laughs> after today, I'm going to be so fucked. It's all droop after today. But I did learn the word beludo or beluda or la beluda, which means, hey, <laughs> dipshit, basically. <laughs> But apparently they all call each other dipshit the whole time. <laughs> so I started saying, oh, I'm definitely going to start calling my parents that. And she's like, no, no, you can't. Yeah, it's fine. They won't understand. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me what it means. And you could call our baby that. <laughs> <laughs> Bluto. Canton has a really cute nickname for our kid. It's really nice. So Good. how'd you do? Thanks so much. It was fine. It was just like, it's very important to educate your teenagers about safety of both genders and respect and yeah. all teenagers are going to wear outrageous things. It's not something we can stop. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Good Hopefully job. fine, I suppose. Ooh, Thank who knows? Thank you so much for your patience. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. We were just, just having a really like, conversation. I hope I don't get a we bunch were. of real hateful tweets about it now. That was a little bit of an adrenaline like rush. Some, but you don't have oh. to, you don't have to listen to all the hateful tweets nah, no, I tend not to it's just like just some lonely people yelling at you I know yeah. That, yeah. and also it means like that you've made it if you get people <laughs> on Twitter telling you that you're a bitch you mm. have uh, definitely made it I had one night I made a I, I made a tweet an ill-judged tweet about Star Wars um, oh jeez no you don't want to get the Star well, Wars fans oh, I, I, oh, I wrote an essay about The Force Awakens which got like 100,000 shares on Facebook and did the magic internet thing. Right? You can spend your whole life writing and you can never never quite figure out the one that's no, going to do you find the fans. And yeah. about three months later, when they dropped the Rogue One trailer, I got, that my response to that was very positive. I didn't get any crazy. I was kind of just like, look, am I Ali Brosh? How am I unscathed by the internet? And what the fuck is this? And uh, then... I made a, in a well, it was, was a docus, it was a mean tweet about, <laughs> about the Rogue One trailer and being like, there are no men talking in this trailer, you know, just having to laugh, you know, enjoying myself for a minute about feminism. And um, 60, 70 people came for me. They mm. absolutely, like, mushrooms pitchforks. just popping up. It wasn't even pitchforks, it was really, like, mm-hmm. I always feel like when people gather pitchforks, at least they're trying to prove a point. These people were just coming for me personally. And uh, it was 4chan and Reddit and that kind of end of the internet. And uh, that was scary. That was the, they came yeah. in such numbers that it was scary. Yeah. It was just like, that's not what you want. Because there's no stopping it. Because once one of them retweets it, then all their followers, like, you kind of understand reality at that point because you can see it in action. Yeah. It's, Jesus mm. fucking Christ, this is absolutely terrifying. So it's blocked everyone, went offline for a couple of hours. It's grand, over a walk. But they, uh, man, when they come, they come. Yeah. Um, whereas super conservative people or people who don't agree with my opinions around feminism, that's fine. I'm not trying to that that like that I can handle, you know. It's just like if you, that's cool if you don't want to talk, think about women that way. That's but fine. also yeah. I'd rather have people come at me for those kind of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's something as stupid as Star I mean? Wars. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, cares. because at least like you have a position that you are ready to defend that you feel is right, and they have a position that they want to 
defend. Yeah, and at least yeah. then you can hopefully have mm. a debate about it. But um, yeah, when it's something like that people are emotional about, like Star Wars, <laughs> where it's just... The stakes have to be very high about and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? If that's the most important thing in these people's lives, then you have to think about the rest of their lives. That's how I always try to approach things with empathy, even when it's super hard, that this is the most important thing this person has. This is an interest for me, but it's not the beginning and end mm. of my life. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I think I've already won this one. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm just going to turn yeah. up. Yeah. 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 This is not my battle. And walk, walk away. Just walk. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. Speaking of Star Wars. Oh, shit. We I wish. have stars are in nature. Yeah. yeah. And this is science and nature. Yeah. And it's science fiction. Whoa. Hey-o. Venn mm-hmm. diagram. What type, what type of trees yield the resin used to produce turpentine? Oh. The turpin oak. Is that a real thing? No. <laughs> Damn it! Wouldn't it be lovely? Damn it! I really thought we were like... The turpin pine! How did I miss that one? That was really the obvious um, one. A resin. Yeah. Terps. Turpitude. Turpentine. I didn't know turpentine was made from no. tree resin. No. More you know. Well, what trees put out a resinous... Pine trees, usually. Oh, some kind of weed. Cedar. Cedar. Yeah. yeah. Cedar. What are there loads of, I think is the way to look at it. What are there absolutely loads of? Because turpentine is so commonly used. I'm going to say Douglas fir. It's cheap. Yeah, it's, it's all the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's just like tapping it out. Northwest tapping it out. Making turpentine. What, what do you use turpentine for? Cleaning stuff. Cleaning stuff, yeah. Cleaning paint. But like, do you personally use it? Or? I haven't. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you're stuck. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I don't possess any turpentine. Okay. Um, my dad would certainly have some. I can kind of think of the smell of it. Mm. Yeah. 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 I've washed my hands With in it. turpentine. <laughs> um, Swarfiga is the other one to use for cleaning paint off your hands. I think it's Swarfiga, which is kind of gooey gel. Ooh. Is it's it really like weird. sexy? <laughs> I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it because it's, you know, it'll clean paint. So mm. I doubt you want to you get it anywhere. Sexy. Anywhere sexy, no. but you know it's safe to put on your hands. Okay. What trees? I'm I think the, that's worth. I think it's, it's the kind of thing that I, I would just be like, I'm just gonna name. I, I know I'm so far off the answer to this question. That I'm yeah, just gonna name a bunch of trees. Not, yeah, we're not yeah. gonna get this one. Okay. So I think we just pick turpin pine. No, turpin pine. Pine tree. Hey, all right. Yeah, so. That is so Bam. close. Bam. That is so close. Bam. That's good. Bam. And also, very they're very common yeah, and easy to grow. Good yeah, reasoning. Yeah. Turpentine forest over here. So, but I feel like resin is not something that you really want to get. Like pine resin, it's sticky and tacky. And yeah, well, I guess yeah, they must process. I'm sure they have like an industrial complex of taps and stuff. This friend of mine, Gareth, who who's good at nature, and he, we were in the woods one day, and he was like, "Oh, I think this is a kind of I can't even remember the name of the tree. This is a kind of blah 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 tree. Uh, Yeah, you can you can actually light the." resin from this you can light the sap so we actually got a, a twig and like got a bit of sap and it, it lit up that's amazing go. that's fun that's, that's a good survival, survival skill yeah, survival yeah. in the wild that's a good one that's really interesting should you get lost in the Wicklow Mountains yeah if I knew what kind of tree that was it'd be good but I don't I would text Gareth and say what's the tree and then what does it look like I'm just lost out in the mountains at the moment (laughs) just a little bit too far and I just want to start a fire so um, I have a lighter and uh, I don't know any survival in the wild skills 
nah, I'm done. I'm like five minutes out there and I'm getting eaten by squirrels. I couldn't yeah. even, I don't think I could even start a fire. Like a bivouac. I can change a tire of a car, but I don't think that's like that's survival. True. That's books. Important well, skills. And I, I can have... check the oil in a car. Yeah. I can do car shit. I don't important. feel like that's... I got roped into changing a tire once. I have removed a hubcap with, with a thing in my hand. So Great. I have not yeah. done it alone. I don't drive. Uh, yeah, I feel very inequipped in for the world in many ways. I can walk for a really long time. Yeah, good. And that's something that I feel is useful, that's that good. I have a lot of yeah. like walking stamina. But I, like, I'd love to walk across Ireland. That was one thing they really wanted to do this year. You was could easily coast raise to coast. money for something yeah, like that. Do yeah, do a good cause. Pick a, pick, pick a cause you care about and just walk. Like I think it takes like eight days. To get go through, um, go down basically through, and get out of Kerry, um, but I have no survival skills. I would be going from B and B to B and B. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of is a bummer. That's like that's not doing a great job. But I'm your ability camper, to choose B and Bs rate by their online rating, you know, that's a survival skill. Yeah, I'm saying it every single world. two and a half star B and B, and I'm tweeting my journey, live tweeting it, and raising uh-huh. money for somewhere sound. So I would yeah, uh, for cancer awareness yeah. for children yeah. in need. And I'm gonna get ripped while I'm doing this. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm gonna lose well. some weight. I'm gonna be, be so strong because mostly charity should be about how you look. I've always said that. It's <laughs> yeah. so, so glam, like hiking. Like, should be like a Reese with a spoon walking across the Pacific. Exactly. Crail. Get your hair mm. done and go for it. Oh here, speaking of here's walking. Our, speaking yeah. of walking, here's sports and leisure, uh, which is not sports. It's, I think we've never had a sports it's, question except no. a football question. Whoa. Yeah. What was the best, best selling computer game of the 1990s? Do you know without me even giving you the answer? The, the, the no, give me the end. Give me the give me the, give me the end. Possibilities are Pac-Man, Mist, or Angry Birds. Well, Angry Birds is much yeah, much later. Um, Mist, that's a weird one. Mist did really Mist well. Weird weird one. But Pac-Man, you're like surely Pac-Man's week. too early. Surely that's nineteen eighty. This is, but then it came out on but home then, consoles in the nineties as well, and would arcade machines would have still so. been a lot more popular back then. Like they're much harder to access now. Yeah. Miss is weird. Like, Miss is a weird one. How could that have sold outsold Street Fighter Two? Oh like, that God. doesn't make it's any the, sense. It is the opposite of Street Fighter. Or um, what yeah, was, what but was like the Street Fighter Two was steal the car on the present. The early GTA's. Yeah, they were or on the Mario, game. Super Mario Brothers, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. There are so many. This is my. Like, this I've is never, I'd never heard of Miss till we had the question last week. Yes. When we decided to name my child Miss McCarthy. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gender neutral name also. So yeah. it's Miss McCarthy. And, uh, with a Y. <sighs> yeah, yeah. No, Missed, I got Missed when I was 11. And I know my dad got it for me because it looked weird and spooky and it looked like the kind of thing I'd like. But it's the most fucking obtuse game I've ever played in my life. Yeah. It is so difficult. It's I a puzzle back. game. It, but it's a puzzle yeah. game that's like, here is a static picture of a weird landscape. Click around a bunch. I really mm-hmm. hope that you click in the right place twice so you can move on to the next screen. But also, computers back then were so slow. Uh, I spent loading, many hours loading. on loading screens for Mist. Yeah. Uh, I played it through recently and I played a game called The Witness, which kind of pulls from Mist really heavily. It's sort of like Mist, but better. And the art of it is all very uh, impressionistic. So everything is like really blurry and soft until you get up close. It's really, it's got the same landscape as Mist. Right. Um, and the same ambience which is that of kind of silent ticking dread or whatever <laughs> Mist does I want to say Mist because maybe it was a it's a PC Pac-Man is the obvious answer Mist is yeah, I'd... blind it's catching me a bit though because what if it was Mist I can't I just can't like who's played Mist I've never a played it my husband played, played Mist, Mist. Yeah, yeah but who's played Street Fighter 2 yeah, everyone yeah, everyone that's who's played Super Mario Brothers everyone, everyone. my university uh, challenge Special topic would be Super Mario Brothers. That's the one yeah. 
area mm. of interest that I have that is like I spend my spare time watching fact videos about Nintendo games I am it's my do you still have wow. a Game Boy? oh yeah yeah we have a Game Boy DS we've, we, we hooked up our GameCube recently um, to we, pl- we play something me and my husband play video games every night instead of watching yeah. TV yeah, we're playing Phoenix Wright, Wright Justice for All at the moment which is a Japanese courtroom simulator um, <laughs> <laughs> which is also what we did in our first date which is like Christ almighty I guess it tells wow. you everything the kind of people we are I, well it just turns um, out that you might be rare to the right person yeah, I think I am you I know like the right that's guy. the great news about that <laughs> um, would you like to forward a motion <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? I know, I know. That's a Davy Bank style kind of game. I'm going to stay stay Pac-Man. Yeah, Yeah. I guess I'm going to go Pac-Man. Packity Pack. It says missed. What? Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes a weird kind of sense to me, man. That is... uh, I can't believe it. Fucking missed. Canton's throwing down his strawberry tops. Mist is still as hard today as it was back then. Mist has not aged. It is still a very difficult, very deep puzzle game. And it's... So it is oh. one of those old school point, point click, click. Yeah, yeah. ask a question, figure it out. Yeah, very abstract lateral okay. thinking. Yeah, so yeah. you're in an environment and you have to find a way to piece things together from the environment to progress or you have to collect things. And it is puzzles, but they're not... Like the puzzles in The Witness are all light-based and they're like almost like a phone game in this beautiful world. Like they're these small linking up puzzles of about dots, whereas this... I've never played so any computer games like that. It's brilliant. It's hard. Like I did, I we had Nintendo, we had a Sega, so mm. that was w- where I was. But I was never um, into the ga- the point and PC click adventure games. kind of thing. Yeah, we had. A PC I had to learn a lot about it when I was in a play that was a point and click adventure game. That's that sounds Live fascinating. Point and click adventure game. Oh my god! How did the audience participate? They played it. You got chosen to play it at the beginning, and That's the sad. microphone moved around. It was fun to be in, and we all had answers for things that we had to choose your own adventure. Yeah, and you could yeah. you could improv a lot, but within the without giving something away too much or without. That's really interesting. Trying to lead the audience in the wrong direction because yeah. occasionally you'd say something that you thought was like totally innocuous, and they'd be like, "Okay, well, ask her again about the shoe," and oh, I was like, no. "No, oh my god, no." That's brilliant. Um, so I had to learn a lot about how point-and-click adventure games work, but I didn't really necessarily play any. They're gorgeous, and they're getting sort of a renaissance at the moment. And yeah, it's really interesting. people are, they hear a lot about them now. You can do weird stuff with that format that is sort of... I don't know, it's just an interesting Would you ever game. write a point-and-click adventure game? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a program you called... Um, no, not not to completion. There's a, there's a program called Twine, which is free to download, um, which is like you build like this story... The way that you build it is it's, it's choose your own adventure and you oh, can yeah. build we, the we, text. It's really simple. Yeah, we kind of, we, I think we did some of that when we were doing Fused as well. Like we, yeah, and it kind of arrows down. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see us, but we're doing some stuff with our hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And we're agreeing with each yeah, other. Yeah, we, we, we've seen that. You, Twine is great. And, yeah. and it's a really amazing method for storytelling. And I think you can do really postmodern weird stuff with it. My publisher, I don't think, would ever let me, well, maybe they would if I asked really nicely and had a good idea, right? And also adventure. maybe you could have a fun illustrator or something too. Oh God, I wish. Jesus. How great would that be? That's the dream. You could do, would, okay. you, would you ever write like YA novels or... Yes. Stuff for because that would be a fun um, way to do a YA. Novel. Yeah, my my work is YA. My first book is a crossover, sort of adult and YA. It's about a teenager, and it's not necessarily going to have four teenagers. And the second one is and the same. That's mm. not. Um, um, oh, sorry. Fuck it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make a joke, and, uh, and I couldn't remember the, the name. The second one has like the second one has like uh, 
footnotes and like text moving oh, on the cool. page so I think like breaking the boundaries of what people expect a novel to be and like I grew up playing video games as well as reading and I feel like I care as much I play more video games than I read yeah. I care as much about them as a medium I just can't make them yeah. so I think they're they can show us as storytellers an awful lot about how to tell a story because they come at it from so many different ways. Yeah. And like the, the legal simulator we're playing at the moment, which sounds hilarious. It's called Phoenix Wright Justice for All. It's so much fun. It's from a million years ago. Um, it is point and click also. And there's a lot of dialogue because it's so, it's so like antiquated. And is the dialogue know? in hilariously translated Japanese? No, it's actually localized really well. Okay. Whoever localized it, obviously they had a team to write it like a novel. Okay. Like it's hilarious and it's tacky, but it's, there's a lot of heart yeah. do you know and I think yeah. once you it's definitely not for everybody but I uh, I find it very very entertaining and very warm and the way the story is told is fascinating because you have to point and click and interact and ask questions and a lot of it is set in the courtroom where you have to like cross examine people and pull information out of people and like object and you can shout like objection into the mic and you're like, do you know what I mean like it's kitsch, it's kitschy uh, so yeah I don't know I think it's a uh, Smash all the boundaries and whatever. Let me, because I'm still not settling for this mist. I found a few (laughs) websites which say mist mist was the number one selling game of the 1990s, but then I found this other website which is or or Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Tetris. Yo, Tetris prevails. Tetris. Nothing could have sold as much as Tetris. Pokemon, it says, is number two here. Yeah. Then Super Mario yeah. World, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Land, oh, Super Mario Land 2, 64. Super Mario 64, Super Mario All-Stars, all of those in the... I got All-Stars. And then Donkey Kong first. Country and Final Fantasy 7, it says on this website, Top 7 Biscuit. That's like my canon, you know, like all yeah. of those, those real are, populist yeah, games are the know. ones that brought, I was brought over them. I got, I got a, a Super Nintendo with Super Mario All-Stars when I was uh, six years old. Um, for my Holy Communion and then I got an N64 six years later I'm sure that's exactly what the nuns would have wanted oh my god yeah they knew that. there we go you need to write a <laughs> novel in the form of a point and click adventure with nuns that's it yeah oh <laughs> that's my god that's pull it together Mary Quest our... yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it hashtag Mary, Mary Quest. Quest that's it <laughs> you're oh welcome god. thank you oh my god no problem. guys that's amazing what about that's what we aim to do <laughs> on every it. show is give our Although guests their next big project that's could s- subtitle Nunky Island no, no! <laughs> that's out of control <laughs> and it's a little bit of it's just and it's just the outside of Ireland just like Monkey Island yeah. but it looks like it's like the way that the Game of Thrones country looks a little bit like England but it's not Monkey Island it's close it's hashtag MaryQuest and the only animation in it is a very slight gif of the of the waves like blowing yeah. around the, the Monkey Island <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. oh man well oh. it's not often I don't know do we often give our uh, guests a task <laughs> never for the future? so never so completely but when yeah. this is completed we will have Sarah yeah. back to talk well, about so look it out for that. and promote it so uh, you can find you on tw- you can find you on Twitter yeah find Sarah that. on Twitter at at Sarah Grifsky. Oh, no, my Twitter is just Grifsky. My Instagram is Sarah Grifsky. Sarah Grifsky. Okay. Hashtag MaryQuest. <laughs> and you can find her book, Not Lost, in stores now. Yeah, ever. And another one coming out in October. Yeah, keep an eye out for it. Well Yay. done. Thanks, Sarah, guys. Thanks very much for thank you so being much. on our show. Yeah, thanks. thank you for coming. Great crap. And, and um, we're, you're doing a show... Our group is doing a show. At some point, not I may sure or may when. Not be, but it's going to be in July. So <laughs> we watch still haven't this agreed space. on the date. Yeah. Um, do I have anything else coming up? Well, just if uh, last week you probably listened to the first episode of Ireland's Ear, um, 
new podcast that I'm doing with Perella Rourke and episode two is out there now, uh, which is maybe even better than the first one. What? Never. Pearl cracks up for the, almost the entire thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> can't keep her shit together. Um, so check that out wherever you find your podcast things. That's it. That's it. Until next time, cahoot it up. <laughs> Bye. Still a catchphrase. Still a catchphrase. It's going to catch sign. on somehow. <laughs>